BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I've got visions in my head. People tell me that I'm crazy. I tell them that's exactly it. I've got reasons for my absence. People tell me that I'll burn out. Hi, y'all. Welcome back to the show. Today, we have Peyton Sarton on for like the 15th time she has been on the podcast. Honestly, like probably five times we've recorded for her podcast. Today, we are recording for mine. She is a great friend of mine. I love her. She also has a podcast with Dear Media, Note to Self Podcast, that I know so many of y'all love. She's just very calming, very wise. She's a couple years older than me, so I typically go to her for advice, and I really value her advice. So today, we're doing an episode a lot about, like, navigating your 20s. She is in her 29th year, so she's a lot more experienced. Not a lot more experienced, but she knows more than me is basically what I'm getting at. We're talking about living, like, a soft, like, European lifestyle, lucky girl syndrome, taking control of your own life, independence, and just a general advice for your 20s. She is the coolest girl ever, so I know you guys will love this episode. We have our breadwinning housewife restock. It's a limited edition. So if you guys want the Navy set and the pink crew, you guys need to get it now. Also, we're coming to Chicago March 27th for a Chicago live show. Special guest Lauren Elizabeth. Tickets are available. Link in the description. As always, you guys can watch these on YouTube. I'm a YouTube kid. I grew up on YouTube. I've had a YouTube channel for 10 years. So if y'all are like cleaning and we need background stuff or need to put something on the TV, the podcast is available on YouTube. So as always, you guys need to be checking that out. But yeah, love you guys so much. I'm going to stop rambling and let's welcome Peyton onto the show. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you guys enjoy today's episode. I love y'all so much and I will talk to you next Thursday. Welcome back for the 17th time. Yes. On the I, podcast. We need to record for mine. I was just way too lazy. Like sometimes I get ahead in recording and then I'm unlike you. You like get ahead and you're like you, yeah. you're on your shit. I'm like, oh, my God, I now I can sit back and do nothing for three weeks. <laughs> I am like the opposite. I have if I don't have everything batched, I just get really stressed. Yeah, I feel you. But I'm also here in L.A. So like I feel like I can just be yeah. like, I'm going to come in tomorrow. Yeah, and then I exactly. <laughs> I actually don't have a choice. But even when I was here, I was just, I don't know. It's an anxiety thing. Like yeah. if I, I don't procrastinate anything. Like mm-hmm. even in school, I never procrastinated because really? it just. Gives you anxiety. Yeah. More than you already have. Yeah. Yeah. I understand. Exactly. I see. I have the depression element that works against me. Yeah. So like I have this push and a pull. Like it's like manic. Like I get up in the morning. And I'm like, fuck, I'm up. And then I'm taking my antidepressant. Then I'm fine. 
And then the anxiety hits me and you get manic and I do everything at like three in the morning. Yeah. You know what I mean? So maybe I can work that out <laughs> later. <laughs> yeah. I now have just made myself so structured to where yeah. I just don't have a choice. That's so smart. I, I really do need to be more like that. That's a goal for this year. I mean, there's pros and cons. Mm -hmm. I want to talk to you about your, well, a lot of things, but your mm -hmm. European lifestyle. My European lifestyle. You really adopted it. Can you give a little background? Though? Yes. Okay. So we're, as we're talking about anxiety and depression, <laughs> I have always been serious. Like my entire life have been so serious. And there are certain things in my life like I had to be serious for. Like we discussed my dad was in the military, like when he was away and I was the oldest child. Like you do have to grow up really fast in those situations, especially like if a parent is facing like combat. And I think the older I get, the more I realize like how intensely that time in my life from like zero to 12 affected who I am as a person. But I've always just been really serious. I'm also the oldest. I'm type A. But in then high school, I started being a lot less so. And I think that's also, like I said, kind of coincided with depression as well, because you just get like tired. You don't want to do anything. You have no motivation. But anyway, then I got to be a little less serious but I've just always taken things so seriously again like growing up in a military community like there's a purpose for everything and everything is just intense and my family's very intense outside of the military like it's just the way we roll we're talking about like extremism like we were talking yeah. about at lunch today and so the first time I ever visited Europe I was 16 and I just like remember initially being like freaked out by how slow everyone was going and like how you know the service was quote by America standards like bad because they weren't like up your butt like trying to get you out of the <laughs> the restaurant or yeah. something and at first I was like put off by this and the more I kept traveling and going overseas or you know even going to like slower places in the U.S. and stuff like that I realized like what a beautiful thing that is because no one they're not like rushing like they're not like feeding on anxiety so I just like start, started to try to adopt what I of like referred to as the European lifestyle, which is just like so relaxed. And I recently went to Paris. I got back last week and it really made me slow down. Like they just like to in indulge. They do work. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's not like it's not working, but like there there was just such a, I don't know, a, a focus or is such a focus in my opinion on like pleasures. So I've been trying to do more of that, which is actually the opposite of being structured. But, you know, yeah. Well, the, I would love to be more like that. Mm -hmm. And I'm just not naturally like that. And it comes from a place of anxiety. Yeah. And then it's like how I've coped with anxiety and how I've set up my entire life. Control. Like you're controlling. It, exactly. It. Yeah. It's like I have control over my day. I have a lot more control over my mood because mm -hmm. I'm able to like set it up to where I'm not going to get more anxious. But I need I want to be more relaxed. Like I was saying this earlier at lunch. I am I, I always say like how many times have I been like I'm just getting over going out like that's just such a lie but like <laughs> I really I'm like I want a new house with more space mm -hmm. because I need well few like work things actually I do need but I really want it to have like a yard and to do more dinner parties and more things that I really like and I'm mm -hmm. like I feel like I'm just kind of slowing down a little bit and mm -hmm. I I have just always struggled especially with like hustle culture yeah of feeling like I need to be doing something every 30 minutes. Like my calendar has to be booked. My calendar has to be full. And it's just like, it's actually counterproductive. It's not yeah. helpful. Well, you want to be working smarter, not harder. That's one of yeah. my main things. And I also like, you do want to have time to enjoy yourself. And this is what I learned living with a significant other because I, even though I pride myself on living this European lifestyle and being like more of a procrastinator, 
I still do like get off on being busy. Like I just want to be doing something like I can't be just sitting there. I'm st- I still am type A as much as I try not to be sometimes. But I've come a long way because when I was little, I used to very even Stevens style. Ren Stevens, the oldest mm-hmm. sister in that show, had a what are they called? Post-it note calendar. I had one of those at like six years old. I would have little check boxes and it'd be like 7 a.m. to 7.02 a.m. Make bed. 7.02 a.m. to 7.05. Go to the bathroom. Wash hands. Like walk Brush downstairs. Yeah. 7.06. Yeah. Literally, I wanted to control every inch because that's that was the anxiety, you know. Um, but anyway, I've since settled. I do blame a lot of my settling from when I started drinking alcohol yeah, <laughs> and yeah. going out and doing stuff because like then you wake up in the morning and you just like, I don't know, you're focused on other things. You're hungover, whatever it is. But I... I am trying to relax in that way, too. And I do understand that that kind of thing comes from a place of fear and anxiety that like the time is going to pass and you can't control it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Rather than just like relaxing. So I'm trying to learn how to relax in a controlled way. So like I'll, I'll say in my head, Sunday, I will relax on Sunday. Anything I get done on Sunday is extra and I could get ahead for Monday. But Sunday is the relaxing day. And if I find myself going to do something productive, I'm like, stop. Nope lay down (laughs) watch netflix you know what i mean just try to try to just veg out as a kid growing up like from elementary school to high school like to up until the point i started driving myself to school yeah my parents always talk about how they would come upstairs and turn the lights on and i would be fully dressed ready my my breakfast is made i have a backpack on and i'm like waiting for them to be up to then take me to school Mm -hmm. like I have always been this way and it's not like I feel like a lot of this sounds like annoying and like privileged and whatever. Mm -hmm. It's not from a place of like, oh, now I can relax. It's like it is so anxiety driven Mm -hmm. and so fearful. And I think I've gotten so much better in the recent years. And like being in Texas definitely helps me because Mm -hmm. my schedule is just different there. But I still have that like core. Like and I think also I do think a lot of it comes from hustle culture. Yeah. I do have like these thoughts in my head where I'm like, you're not doing enough. You need to be up. You need to be doing this. Or mm-hmm. like, honestly, being in LA stresses me out to, I cannot even yeah. to an extreme level of like, I'm like, what are you guys doing? Are you working? Are you? And like, there's obviously so many people who are, mm-hmm. but I'm just like, it's so slow. Like, what do you guys? I thought Dallas was way more slow. I don't feel that way at all. Cause I control my schedule. Oh. So like I can do whatever, but I also, yeah. all of my friends are hard workers. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I actually think my friends in Dallas work a lot harder than here. Than here. Yeah. yeah. We just so, also have weird hours. It depends on your yes. job. Like, I think, like, for example, this job, it's easy to come in here and talk for an hour on a mic. Like, it's not that difficult. Mm-hmm. You do have to have something to say. So you have to be like, you have to have some level of talent or be somewhat interesting in order to, like, host a show of your own. The time commitment isn't as heavy, right? But yeah. it did take a lot of time to get to this point where you could do this now. But the commitment to... I guess when you're on a mic, you can't like zone out and do like administrative work right now. Like you're going to have to be on and engaged. And also you share so much of yourself. So there's so much like emotional toll that it takes and just like mental toll. It's a different kind of work. You know what I mean? Because this is you and your identity is your entire job. Does that ever scare you? Because it started to like, it doesn't scare me because I chose this, but like it is interesting when you have so much wrapped up into your career. That's not just how you make your money. Yes, but I more so just get so annoyed of myself. Mm-hmm. Like I'm over myself. Yeah. I, you know, like it just gets. That's why I like working in the O kind is so nice because I have something else. Mm-hmm. But even then, it's like 
I'm the face a lot of the time or like I'm involved. Like I just want something that isn't me. But also it's great because it's like fun and cool and you can get to connect with people. Yeah. It's great when you're going through things as you realize that everyone else is going through the exact same thing. Like mm-hmm. there's so many pros, but the part of it being like largely about me, I'm just over. Yeah. It's hard not to be bored of yourself. I mean, it's, yeah. it's hard not to be bored of yourself when you're not doing something public. Like I'm like I noticed this at a young age. I was I was a weird child. My mom would be like, Peyton, don't you think you look beautiful today? And I'm like, I see where you're coming from. But like, I look at myself every day. Yeah. So like, I no longer am like, wow, like gorgeous, which, you know, I, I do. I can tell that I'm a pretty and if you look your makeup in the mirror or something, mm-hmm. you can tell. But it's just not something that like you just get bored. Like that's an example of me being bored from my of myself at an early age. And I wasn't even like making a job about talking about my life yet. So I think it's easy for anyone to be bored of themselves. But it's you have to have a certain level of delusion, I think, to do the job that we're doing. Yes. But then again, when you start, you don't realize it's going to take this level of delusion, but you're already here. So you're like, well, fuck it. I got to get back on a mic and talk for another hour about my life. Yeah. I better find something to talk about because other people seem to like it. Obviously, you're doing a really good job. So you you have to like trick yourself. It's kind of like the imposter syndrome thing a little yeah. bit, you know, the certain level of delusion is so true. Because that's yeah. what it takes to override imposter syndrome. Yeah. Because if you're normal, you're going to have imposter syndrome. So you have to be like, all right, well, my my option is I don't do this anymore. And all of this work that I've been putting in, I just quit for whatever reason. Yeah, what do you want me to do? I'm going to let it beat me or I'm going to be <laughs> I'm just going to trick myself and be delusional and be like, you're interesting. Like figure something interesting <laughs> out. To say up you have there. something to say. Please just say something. That's it takes delusion. I have recently gotten into body care. I felt like my skin on my body, maybe not my skin on my face, like I'm into skincare like that, right? My skin on my body, it was just looking kind of dry, looking a little bit dull. I wasn't like taking care of it. And so I decided I'm going to get my act together, okay? I have been using so many things, but I am here to tell y'all about my Tree Hut exfoliator. I have it in vanilla. It smells incredible and it leaves my skin feeling amazing. So I love that. I use that. I start with that. I feel like we've all used Tree Hut exfoliators throughout our lives. I grew up using Tree Hut. And the creators of America's number one body scrub have just released their new hydrating gel washes. This stuff is amazing. It's a skin-quenching lather with a long-lasting scent. You know when you're using something in the shower and you're like, I wish I would actually smell like this afterwards? No, you actually do. All the washes are formulated with their hydrating oil complex to plump the skin with renewing antioxidants, rich avocado, kiwi, and orange oils. So it's really great for clearing your skin of dirt, oil, and grime while balancing its microbiome. All of the washes also have a matching scrub. They're made with real sugar, shea butter, and a special six oil blend that leaves skin smooth and hydrated. I feel like before when I was using like the body products, I feel like I didn't really get into them because when I, you know, I washed my skin and whatever I got out of the shower, I feel like my skin was still dry and I noticed the biggest difference with this stuff. So complete your shower routine with Tree Hut. Okay, you guys can shop at Target and Ulta online and in store. I cannot recommend it enough. I like the vanilla one. It smells amazing. It leaves your skin looking so glowy and perfect. Like I'm obsessed. 
Hi, friends. I'm Cameron Rogers, host of Freckle Foodie and Friends podcast, which is now on Dear Media. Are you wondering what just happened to your life after having a baby or struggling with your mental health during postpartum? That was me just a few months ago. Are you working on healing your relationship with yourself, your body, and or food? Same. We are all on a journey to self-love and acceptance, and I am right there with you. That's what Freckle Foodie and Friends is all about, reminding you that no matter what, you are not alone. Make sure to tune in for season five, launching with Dear Media on November 9th and subscribe to listen to new episodes every Wednesday morning. Guys, it is officially like spring wedding season. Wedding season, weddings in general, as you're in your 20s and your 30s, I mean, I feel like it ends up taking up half of your social life and then also about like half of your salary with how much you have to like normally spend. It's actually kind of crazy. So if your calendars are filling up with weddings and parties to attend, maybe even your own. If so, congrats. Invite me, please. I would actually like to go to more weddings, okay? For some reason, I'm like not getting invited to that many currently. So I would love an invite. Anyways, simplify your to-do list at Macy's. With so many options for spring's latest dresses, shoes, jewelry, clutches, and more, you can pull together a look for every occasion. And attention brides-to-be, make your big day perfect and stress-free with Macy's Wedding Shop to help you get celebration ready at macy's.com slash wedding shop. That's macy's.com slash wedding shop. For everyone who is just a guest, again, like I said, the travel, the hotels, like just weddings in general, it can get really expensive. And Macy's has really, really great stuff to wear. Honestly, even like gifts to give that are at such a good price. And you could even like find like the right perfect, like your go-to wedding dress and rewear it and save so much money. But Macy's has like everything. So let's say you're even waiting until the last minute because they know that we do. And you're like, I have a wedding literally next week. What am I going to do? That's where Macy's comes in. Okay, Macy's always comes in, let's be honest. But go on there. You can get literally everything. They have makeup as well. They have like home stuff. That's why also for like wedding registries and just wedding shops in general, like Macy's is the place to go. They quite literally have everything. So listen, if your calendars are filling up with weddings and all the parties to attend, you can simplify your to-do list at Macy's. Macy's is always simplifying my to-do list. And that's something that's like one of my passions in life is to simplify a to-do list, you know? I like to check off the boxes and combine them and make them one, okay? So again, whether you are a guest or a bride-to-be, make the big day perfect and stress-free with Macy's Wedding Shop. To help you get celebration ready at macy's.com slash wedding shop, that is macy's.com slash wedding shop. Honestly, this is how I've noticed alcohol affecting me recently Mm -hmm. is I had like a little bit of a bender of a weekend Mm -hmm. and I was just, I did... So much in such a short span of time. Yeah. And I always do a lot, but I, I like took it too far. Mm-hmm. And I had it in a while. Like I had calmed down a little bit and I was, you know, you know, being a lot more chill, uh-huh. <laughs> which is not something that naturally comes to me at all. <laughs> so I, I am not kidding. And it was Thursday before I had an actual thought that entered yeah. my head. I had nothing to say. I had nothing to do. <laughs> and sometimes like, I think the YouTube aspect of it as well. Like I made myself go down into one video a week because yeah. like, I have nothing like I do the exact same thing every day mm-hmm. I don't film some of like, a lot of my life I have like I do the same shit all the time and yeah. people like my vlogs because normally of what I have to say mm-hmm. and, like I have not a, not a single thought has entered <laughs> my brain in like four days oh, you know my. like this was this was you were hungover for four days basically I mean yeah I, th- I honestly yeah it was like okay. a lingering like 
mental hangover. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. To where my brain fog just gets so bad and I have yeah. nothing to say. And if I'm not, I like love morning pages and I talk about that all the time. You know what morning pages is? Mm-hmm. For any listener who doesn't know, I talk about it all the time. So it would be shocking if you didn't. You wake up and you write for three pages like as soon as you wake up. And it, it, the idea of it is that it helps a lot with anxiety. It gives you more vision, more clarity, whatever. Mm-hmm. If I'm not doing that, I'm like, I. it comes to, I'm like, I don't have any new thoughts. I don't have like yeah. a new revelation to share. Like yeah, I don't yeah. have a new, I have nothing. So what are you doing? Like administrative work? Like how are you keeping yourself busy? Well, I still have to do everything else besides like the creative or like if it's a video I still have to like vlog my day but yeah. I will literally be like I have no thoughts guys I'm sorry I'm not like and that's also <laughs> what I realize people like yeah. you know well I just like find myself rambling when I'm hungover and I think yeah. that I kind of like that too like I really want to do a hungover episode because who knows where that could go yeah and I mean I think it's more interesting when people are hungover because you're controlling what you're saying less yeah. Because you don't have anything in your brain. And sometimes people like when you just say stupid stuff. Like everyone has those feelings of being hungover and just like talking about nothing with their friends. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's actually like kind of fun to. I agree. To record. My hangovers are just so debilitating <laughs> that like I when I say I don't get out of bed for the entire day. Oh, yeah. I feel that. It is so bad. Wait, I want to do one literally from my bed, just like with a mic. Yeah, that's smart. Horizontal. Here's the thing with me that when I'm hungover, I either have so much to say or such bad anxiety mm-hmm. that I can't even it's like debilitating like yeah. I have not again not a single thought has yeah. entered my brain <laughs> okay I think so we're, the we're not doing benders no anymore. no no okay. I can't I mean I say that you know it'll take like a special occasion yes but I'm back on the ranch I'm back mm-hmm. I need like a slow lifestyle that's why I was asking about the European lifestyle yes because I need to like enjoy my life more like even the thought of going to and this is coming from people who like I mean I can obviously we both control our schedules yeah yeah even the thought of like going to a lunch in the middle of the day Mm -hmm. gives me such bad like I guilt myself yeah it's crazy it's like what I will say when I lived in Dallas because I was more because I went straight from here to living in Dallas and my work life changed definitely like I was doing a lot more admin and stuff like that and I had a lot less distraction because here it's like there's always some there's always an event. There's yeah. always someone to meet with. You can always come in the studio or be on someone else's podcast. And when I was there, I was more just like working like computer work. I would sit down and do computer work yeah. all day and then like go try to shoot something or, you know, whatever it was. But here, a lot of my work doesn't really feel like work. But I will say it helps me in the long run. It's like if I'm going to yeah. like a brand event and I make a good connection with someone, then I get a deal with that brand the next week, it wasn't because of all the hard work I did on the computer. It's because of my proximity to the event and me clicking with someone and then keeping me top of mind, which is the beauty of being here that I forgot when I moved away. Yeah. It's also, even if you get nothing out of it, I think it's good for you mentally. And then it puts you in a better space and then you, end you know, Mm -hmm. but I just, even when I lived here, I like didn't want to go to that stuff. I didn't want to, you know, like, and I'm not in a place where I feel like I have to. Mm-hmm. I just don't care. You have so to be like, more picky and choosy. For yeah. me, I, I definitely, I've decided I don't go to events where I won't have an opportunity to sit down and talk to anyone, whether it be someone who works for the brand or another person attending the event and like talk to someone and actually have like a really good conversation. So like cocktail hours, things like that, unless it's like a dream brand or something, I just say no to because I really am like dying after you, you know, work for yourself digitally so much yeah. I'm like dying for like an actual connection with a human being yeah <laughs> if I'm gonna be doing that stuff you know 
Do you think you've just become a lot more selective with your time in your 20s? Yeah, I definitely have. I would say like when it comes to anything like friends, yeah, like boys, anything like that work. Absolutely. I do value spending time by myself. And I also value like we were talking about, like setting up your day. I have certain goals I'm trying to like attain. And also like I'm going to keep my anxiety in check, my depression in check. So I have to do things day to day that like I build in my schedule, like to be active or be in the sun or whatever that is. And those are my priorities. So otherwise, like filling in like, oh, I have a free day on Wednesday. Like I could go to lunch with someone. But I want to be specific about who that person is, too, because I could also just do lunch by myself and like watch Netflix or something. I don't know. But at 29, yes, I would say like super specific and even more so, I think, with friends. Okay, I wanted to talk about this Mm because I'm 25 and Mm -hmm. I go to Peyton for all of my advice. (laughs) Um, What is your advice around this time period with friendships? So when I was 25, I will say, so I have my best friends from like college, right? Like my friends that I will call for anything, my friends from home who would just like always pull through if I'm having a hard time. Like I just had a conversation with one of my best friends, Maggie, from like when we were 12 and we were best friends all through high school, didn't go to college together. But I had a conversation with her about just like my life and like getting off the phone with her. I felt so much more energized and it kind of helped me like turn a corner and like I was sad about something and like she just said exactly what I needed to hear because, and the reason for that is because she's one of my best friends and has known me since I was 12. My friends from college, same thing. And I've met a couple people here in LA throughout the years that fall into that category. But when I was here, when I was 25, I always say it's like one of the best years of my life, the best year of my life up until very recently, I had the best time hanging out with a bunch of people that I knew probably weren't going to be in my life for a super long time. I was going out. I was having a good time. I was finally made enough money to like travel a little bit. And like we weren't like traveling like we were not like fancy traveling, (laughs) but enough to like actually get by a plane to get out of the country and be gone yeah, Yeah. for a while and had a little bit of freedom doing that. And I was with the most fun people I could have been with in that scenario. But that doesn't mean I had to hang on to them forever. You know what I mean? Like they weren't meant to come with me in my next phase of life. But my crazy fun 20s kind of like at 25, especially into 26, my brain just like I became a different person. So I had like almost like a blowout year. And then 26 really quickly, like was like, this is what I want and move forward in a very specific path that year. Settled down a lot more. I wouldn't say too much more, but like a lot more than yeah. before. And that was hard to lose those friendships. But I also just realized like looking back, I did become a different person. And I am really appreciative for those people in my life. And I don't like hate them or there's nothing there's no like actual bad blood there on my side but like you kind of just have to let people go when when you don't align anymore you know what I mean yeah I have that issue like Mm -hmm. sometimes I'm like I just know well when I have like the greatest friends in the world like I've always been pretty lucky when it comes to friendships yeah specifically in the past couple of years I have the best friendships not even in Dallas but my friends here my friends in New York my friends in Nashville like I just have the best friends Mm mm-hmm but I do have, I know historically I've always had this issue of like letting go of friendships. Yeah. Because I just don't want to. Mm-hmm. Like at the end of the day, it's not even that, oh, like I don't like change. No, like I just, I want, if I'm friends with you, I want to stay friends with you forever. Mm-hmm. And that's just not realistic. That's how I am because I get attached and I will do anything to make stuff work. Yes. Right. For me, I, at 24, 25, I thought I had the best friends in the entire world too. And here's the thing at the time for what I was going through and for all of us at the same level, I did. 
we were the best friends here in LA. I've always, again, I want to say like my friends from home, still the best fucking people on the planet. The people I call when something's going wrong or whatever. But like for my going out days in LA, you know, working all week and then going out on the weekends, like I had the best people around me at that time in my life. It was hard to have friend breakups. It was hard to like move on from people. But and it's still like it still hurts. It hurts as much, if not more than like a regular breakup. Right. But I also look back on that period of my life and be, and think, OK, I'm really grateful that they were there. Those people were there. But also I'm really grateful that they exited my life at the time that they did. Yeah. But that's that only takes perspective. You know what I mean? And I know that I did a lot to try to make friendships work when I wanted them to. And if they didn't work out, like there's nothing you can really do about that. You know yeah. what I mean? Sometimes you just have to let go and let someone else do their own thing for a little while. You know? At what point do you think it's time to let it go? Any animosity, jealousy, judgment, and not judgment in the way that your friends are going to be like, you're fucking stupid. Like, yeah. obviously, we all tell each other we're stupid all day because we all do stupid stuff. But I mean, like, someone being judgmental or jealous or, I don't know, like, I have a tendency to, for example, not really when I'm going out, I don't go out for a purpose. So like, I'm not like going out usually to like see one specific guy or going out to, you know, do whatever, like me and my friends would just go out and see what happens. Just like have a good time. You know what I mean? But some girls I used to go out with would go out with an actual purpose. And it would be like, we were her auxiliary friends to go out with because she needed hot girls to go out with to bring to like a guy's house or whatever. When I started realizing that's who I was to people like that I was almost like an accessory and if I actually like needed something or if I needed understanding or if I needed like a true connection that's an example of something that I would have to leave you know what I mean Mm -hmm. because those also aren't your friends when you get into a relationship because you can't be used anymore you know whatever it is. So I mean there's make sure you're friends with someone it's not just like a convenience thing. That that was it. That was a convenience friendship, you know, for both of us, me and this other person. And then also, again, the jealousy can't happen. That's pretty easy to spot. Anyone who lies, like, I don't do liars. Like, Same. I don't do, like, compulsive liars, at least. <laughs> That's just not not for me. Anyone who's a, who blows up, like, is really overly emotional because I've dealt with that a lot of my life, too, where, like, I take care of someone who's, like, who's really unstable emotionally because I can remain calm in those situations that's something I vowed to never deal with in a friendship as well just like the extra drama I think once you get older you start realizing like I don't need the extra drama at all yeah it's nothing about it especially not from people I'm not having sex with like you know what I mean (laughs) relationships can be dramatic like yeah, yeah I'm not like I don't even deal with that in my relationships so like I can't imagine doing that more with friendships mm-hmm. friend drama is just not I don't have drama with my friendships that I have in my life at this point like there's nothing to be dramatic there's no drama to be had yeah. if any of us has an issue with the other person it's an immediate like why are you acting this way hey you're making me feel like this or whatever it's not like like an argument you know what I mean so most of the friendships that are the ones that I just know will last are my friends from home yeah. which conveniently are my friends now because I live in Dallas yeah and then also like I have three or four from college and Mm -hmm. I had my classic one I had a weird college experience yeah and two we had 30 kids in our school so I feel like that's like a good amount yeah honestly that is especially the pool that I was in but it's like Dob and Ryan are my two best friends from college and Mm -hmm. we will be like I just like have full confidence that we'll just be friends forever yeah but even like being here sometimes I'm like I just feel like not like no I don't know how to describe it like I've just caught myself recently where if I'm an 
in friendships that are just not sometimes I feel like I'm giving more than mm-hmm. I'm ever receiving yeah. or it's draining to me or we're just uh, we think very differently or like they can't do any sort of like conflict or yeah there's no like depth to the friendship so I'm like I already like I don't need yeah you know well here's the thing I think you need to have in those situations if you're not meeting friends going through something together so like when you're at home when you're in middle school high school like you're growing up with somebody you know that person and you're going through something with them you go to college you have the college experience with somebody like those are oftentimes going to be your best friends I met my my best college friend move-in day of freshman year because we went through everything in college together the you know the first time anyone lives by themselves we were all like it was such a thing so for now when I meet friends in normal day-to-day life where like there's not anything big going on that they were like getting over together. I always need what I think of as friend chemistry. Like, you know, when you can just sit down with somebody and talk to them forever as if you've known them forever, that's friend chemistry in my opinion. And you don't always get that with people. Like sometimes it's hard to make conversation or things are awkward or you aren't on the same page, which you don't always have to be, but like there is a certain level of chemistry that I feel with certain people that I'm like, okay, I would definitely hang out with that person again because it was just easy. Like it yeah. made my day better. You know yeah. what I mean? Instead of trying to like set up a friend date and then it's awkward and it's obvious, like it's not even like you can be in two different phases of life of someone and still have friend chemistry, but like there's just some people you just don't click with and you're not always going to click with everybody. That like that it wouldn't even make sense. It doesn't mean yeah. you have to be mean to anybody. It just means like maybe you don't be friends best friends with everyone you meet you know what I mean well even like friend chemistry it like gives you like a certain level of closeness that like going through you know going like college school breakups things like that like the only thing that can supplement actually going through something with someone is having that same like just actual chemistry like you would have chemistry with a romantic partner you have chemistry with friends as well yeah you know actually yeah. so I've only met there's only a few people that usually fit that mold and I've met a couple I would say like right now I'm focusing more on being able to travel to see my friends that are my close friends and like making time to like go on trips with them or go back to Texas and see them or like make sure to like hop on FaceTime with them as much as possible. And then also like, you know, maintaining my friendships here as much as possible, which I will say a lot of my people like my best friends from here have moved. A lot of them have people I hung out with them all of my 20s have left LA because it's a very transient place. So now most of my friends that I've had for a long time in LA are like my friend Iman when I met I met her when I was in college interning here. She is from LA. So like most of my friends who are still here are actually like born and raised in Los Angeles. Yeah. So they're not leaving. They're not leaving. Like I looked around at my birthday dinner and I was like, oh my God, all of you are born and raised in Los Angeles because you're the only ones left. Yeah. <laughs> you know? No, I think that's like really good advice though. And something that I've that I've been thinking about a lot this week just because mm-hmm. I came in early to spend time with Dom and Ryan is that like those are always the friendships that I would just rather invest in more mm-hmm. versus a lot especially like going out like where I'm in a phase of going out it's like our circle is quite literally 30 to 35 people right now yeah like we are regularly with 30 people mm-hmm. you know so it's like at the end of the day I don't want to like spend so much time that I like lose the actual friendship like sometimes yeah. I, I just find myself like not being as good of a friend or like doing my own thing or not paying attention or mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Just because I I'm that. busy. I did that also around 25, 26. I would go out 20. Well, I'd say 23 to 26 ish. I would go out with a big, huge group here and it was so fun. All of that. Since then, a lot of the people from that group have because of work moved away, like done all the things, but we had a huge group of 
guys and girls that would go out and I realized like I would show up for my stuff for my friends in Texas but like I wasn't because I was so busy here and had so many like friendships and fun things to do here I didn't spend as much time with those friends I will say my Texas friends were like they aren't like offended they're like do whatever you want like we'll, we'll be friends forever it's fine but I just realized getting older especially lately I'm like I'd rather you know book a flight to Houston and go hang out with my friend Laurel for the weekend than maybe go out a Friday, Saturday to bungalow here. You know what I mean? So I'm just trying to focus more on those friends and then otherwise like trying to be healthy because I can't, the hangovers again. Yeah, it's so... It's really hard. It is so bad. Mm -hmm. And it has to be worth it. Like, I don't know when you're going to put this live, but I'm going to Super Bowl this weekend. That'll be a bender, but that's going to be worth it. The cool, the fun parties, the people that I get to like hang out with and reconnect with and see over like time that'll be really fun and then i'll come back here and hopefully try to like relax no, like i get ivs now before really? do you think if they work be, yes okay one thousand percent before though yeah so i i mean i've gotten them like emergency after before mm-hmm. in the past and it worked yeah but like getting it before okay and you still get drunk like you're still like drinking but it's just the next day it is so much better you mm-hmm. actually should for super Bowl weekend yeah i'm thinking about that yeah that's a big one I don't really know what I'm doing. Probably like on Friday, I'll go get an IV. I just hate. I get them Friday mornings normally because I'll go oh to like the sauna and stuff and it's at the same place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But do you hate needles? Hate needles. Yeah. Just look the other way. It sucks because it's there for a bit. Yeah, it's yeah. Like 30 minutes to well, I'm okay with needles. I have had one situation recently-ish where I was getting blood drawn and I passed out. Yeah. My mom always bad. says that. Yeah, it was bad. But I feel like the IVs, it's going in. Yeah, so it's rather. better. Yeah, it's fine. Guys, I am, I'm just obsessed with Fashion Pass, okay? And all of you guys need it, whether you are looking for new clothes to go out, you're looking for new clothes, like for honestly, like everyday wear, even if you're looking for new clothes for the office, like Fashion Pass has you covered and it's like literally the best deal ever, okay? So Fashion Pass is a clothing rental service where you can get unlimited rentals for one flat price. That is what makes them different from every other rental service. Again, you heard that correct, guys. That is unlimited rentals for one flat price. They carry the best brands. They have for Love and Lemons. They have free people. They have Show Me Your Moomoo. I actually just got a Show Me Your Moomoo set. And I was like, listen, like I've always wanted to try Show Me Your Moomoo. It's a little bit pricey. And so I was like, I don't know, like, am I ready to like bite the bullet? And that's why like Fashion Pass is awesome because you're able to try out new brands that you don't know, like you wouldn't maybe buy them and maybe even like wanting to try them. Maybe you just like want to save some money. So it really just like, look, I have show me your moo now. Like I feel very cool, you know? And you can swap out your items as many times a month as you want. So you basically get new clothes every single week. It saves me so much money because I'm no longer spending like $200 on that trendy piece that I'm really only going to wear once or twice. I'm currently on the trendsetter plan, which is the one that I recommend. So I get to pick four clothing items in every order, or I could pick up to three clothing items and two accessories if I want like jewelry, bags, etc. And I can switch out my order as many times a month as I want. The shipping is also super fast. They take care of dry cleaning everything for you. So you literally just send it back in the pre-label bag they give you when you're done, and then you get to choose the new items. It could not be easier. One of my favorite parts about it is that if you love something, so let's say I love the Show Me Your Moomoo stuff and I wanted to try it and I wanted to like save some money, right? But let's say I I get it in my fashion pass and I decide that I can't part with it. I can't, I can't let it leave me. I want to keep it, right? I am then able to get a huge discount. It's anywhere between 30 to 70% off. 
Plus, every month I get a $10 purchase discount that counts towards anything I buy. So I actually have a very special discount code for y'all. If you go to fashionfast.com and use code I love you at checkout, you'll get $60 off your first month. So you can try it for literally $29. That is unlimited rentals for just $29 with code I love you. I have been feeling so off lately and I just know that it is because I have not been cooking at home. And that is why I'm excited to talk about every plate today because every plate is actually like, I was thinking about this one. Let me give you a little backstory, okay? I was actually traveling this week, so exhausted. And I came home and I'm like, I don't have time to grocery shop, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you know what? I need every plate. So I went and I placed an order with my own code, okay? Like I, I love every plate. So whether you're looking to cut down on food expenses, which is a huge thing, you can get more bang for your bite with America's best value meal kit. Every plate is actually 25% cheaper than grocery shopping. So you can count on great value week after week. Plus you only pay for what you need with pre-portioned ingredients. So it's less wasteful. Or maybe you're a little bit busy and you just want to get dinner on the table quicker. You can try the 15 minutes or less like category. It's our new slate of recipes ready that take literally 15 minutes or less to prepare. You can choose from fast, flavorful options like pimento style grilled cheese sandwiches. Oh my God, that sounds so good. Or pork tacos. Like, oh my God, everything sounds amazing. It's amazing because you get all of your like grocery store time back, right? It just shows up at your door. It makes me feel so much better when I'm actually cooking at home and I'm saving money and I'm not ordering out and like that food, it just doesn't make me feel the best always. I think a lot of people think that meal kits might be expensive, but I am here to tell you guys that they are not, okay? Their meals are 58% cheaper than your average fast casual meal. It's also a nice little intro into cooking, giving you a nice little hobby and just like simplifying your life, which we're all about. I had every plate at my house a couple weeks ago and it was really fun. I got home. I was like so exhausted, but I had some friends come over and we just actually cooked together. And it was such a fun activity to do. So even if you're just trying to have like a nice cute night and just like spice things up, change it up a little bit, maybe with your friends, with your partner, whoever it is, it's just a fun thing to do regardless. So you guys can get $1.49 per meal by going to everyplate.com slash podcast and entering code I love you 149. Get started with every plate for just $149 per meal by going to everyplate.com slash podcast and entering code I love you 149. That is up to a $110 value. Y'all, I cannot recommend every plate enough. Also, like re-entering my dating era, I've decided mm-hmm. very recently. I'm actually texting boys back. Yes. That's huge for me. The fact that they even have my phone number Ugh. is crazy. Wow. Did you give it to them like in public or like in on an app or? Yeah. Uh, yeah. In public. Okay. On an app. Yeah. Okay. All of the above. All right. Cool. I've been doing all the things. And something that Peyton has actually always told me. <laughs> I have a history. Not all the guys I've dated, but like I'm naturally attracted to like the loudest guy in the room. Mm-hmm. The one who's like borderline obnoxious. The like craziest partier. The most obvious one. The most obvious one Mm -hmm. doing so many drugs in the bathroom. Like, you know (laughs) what I mean? Like, I need to not... I'm realizing that that's absolutely not the person that I should be dating Mm -hmm. in the personality type. So who who do you think I should be dating? So it doesn't... It's not necessarily like you shouldn't be dating him because those guys can be fun too and they could be great partners and, you know, all the things. It just depends on how much they level out, especially when you want to get married and have kids and stuff. That's what I'm saying. I love safety. And as an anxious person, I need someone who puts my anxiety at ease. So in a relationship, I need consistency. Like I need someone who is going to 
their words and their actions are going to line up. That reliability is absolutely key for me and because it creates like a stability and I know what's coming next. So my anxiety is not getting the best of me. And then someone who makes me feel like physically safe. And usually for me, the loudest person in the room, in my opinion, usually translates, especially with men, to being the most insecure. Yes. And that doesn't make me feel safe. So I need someone. It doesn't need to be like the strong, silent person in the corner, but just like someone who's comfortable with themselves, who can get along with my friends and family and things, but like isn't going overboard. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like putting you in fight or flight. Literally. Putting me in fight or flight. Yeah. I want to avoid fight or flight at all costs. At all costs. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because in therapy recently, I was talking to my therapist and mm-hmm. she was like, what is it about these people, though, that you are attracted to? And I was like, I think even though I know that they're incredibly insecure, mm-hmm. a lot of them, not all of them. Yeah. Everyone, all the ones that I've dated pretty much, though, like even though for, for whatever reason, I think I've like in guys confused confidence in being like having a loud personality mm-hmm. and it's just not the same and if anything they typically are the most insecure ones Mm -hmm. because they need the validation and they need the attention men who need validation and attention from everyone especially women i'm like i i think i have a good radar for that kind of thing though i think that i notice it really quickly and i've never been interested in a guy like that like i've met actually good guys who are like that but there's something about that that makes me feel really unsafe yeah. And I don't trust it. And like, you know, on, a, on an instinctual gut level, you know, when you trust someone, because that's something I have to have to like, I have to have like a not a trust that I'm trying to force a trust that I like truly feel in my gut. You know what I mean? And that never that kind of person usually usually does not lead me to that level of trust. What it is, too, is it's like some weird comfort thing because I don't feel safe. And mm-hmm. it's from like I remember someone telling me this years ago mm-hmm. and they were like, you, when you grow up in a turbulent environment, you subconsciously look like look for that in relationships. Yeah. So when you're experiencing like turbulence in a relationship, it weirdly feels safe and comfortable to you, even though it's not. And you mm-hmm. actually are experiencing fight or flight. Yeah. And you don't feel safe and you don't feel any of those things. But because it's more comfortable to you, because mm-hmm. it's what you know, that's why I kept yeah going back to that. See, I always did that with friends. So like I always had the yeah. craziest, loudest, like my friends have always been like, I will say all of my friends, including right now, are all characters and they're all very much themselves. Like, to in my opinion, all my best friends, there is not a single person like any of them in the world like they're just so they know themselves but for a long time especially during my party days I was definitely more drawn to people who were like the life of the party and like very tumultuous in a way because of that yeah. I think because I'm you're used to a certain level of chaos sometimes or like up and down emotions and so that always manifested in my friendships but when it comes to relationships I have never gone for that kind of guy good for you which is interesting because I mean yeah. but the thing is I understand why that's exciting like my guy friends are like that but even with my guy friends, that makes me feel unsafe. I don't know what it is about men being so all over the place. It just makes me feel stressed, mm-hmm. like even more so than like my female friends. But the crazy life of the party guy just has never been my thing. But, you know, plenty of those guys get married, too. And I'm sure they have great relationships. So you can't yeah. really like generalize everyone. It's you know? just not right for me. I think. Yeah. Well, I- you're very social. And I yeah. do think that there is something to maybe not polar opposites, but like opposites, like kind of being able to to balance each other out in a certain way, I think is a really good thing. And I was telling 
TK this too because I'm like she's very social I'm like I could so see her with just like someone super calm I know and you know we've talked about this and the thing that for whatever I just feel like then this is horrible to say are you gonna get bored not bored I think I just like and I I need to freeze this well okay like (laughs) I just something about a guy who is super shy Mm -hmm. and quiet I just feel like I'm going to like run all over them Mm -hmm. and I almost like don't well, you don't need to go super shy. And yeah. Quiet. Like that's those are the two extremes. Like, oh, yeah, that's true. You classic. Gotta, <laughs> classic. Classic. Like go for someone who's normal, like someone who can like <laughs> freaking have a conversation, but like doesn't need to scream the loudest. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like who can sit down and be sweet and kind and charming in a certain way, even though I fucking charming is one thing I don't trust either in a kind way. Charming, not like a tricking, like a trickster kind of charm, like a fuckboy charm, but like that can get along with people because you want to be able to bring him places where and he's not like in the corner shy by himself. But you also don't need the guy who's doing like keg stands yeah. at your friend's wedding. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, maybe you want that. I have some guy friends like that. They're really fun. But at the end of the night, you're like, please get away from me. Yeah, <laughs> you're stressing me that. out. <laughs> I, I think it's I really do feel like I'm growing up recently. The past mm-hmm. couple of months, I turned 25 and yeah. my brain was fully formed. It's happened. And things just changed. Yeah. You know, I'm like, I don't want like and also I think I'm just like kind of tired. I've been in like a similar phase the past like two years and I'm mm-hmm. kind of like ready for a change. Yeah. I think that's also why I'm like ready for a new house. Like there's mm-hmm. I'm just like ready for something and I'm a so happy with my life. It's not that I'm like, yeah, I don't feel like I'm like missing something. I feel like I'm just ready for the next like chapter, well, whereas I like, didn't before. Evolve like your 20s. I think you it's kind of like your teens, like the person you come you are you are from, you know, 13 to who you are when you're 18 years old is, I mean, fucking world different. Yeah. And the, the the decade of your 20s, I mean, I'm 29 right now. I just turned 29 last month. I've become maybe three, four different people since I was 20. So it's you just change so much when you feel like you need to evolve. And that means you need to take in the next step into like who you are next, you know, yeah. in your 20s, because you're going to be so many different people. Yeah. In your life. Like but as, in your 20s, it's a lot. I already feel like I've had like seven yeah. <laughs> different personalities and phases. It's also interesting, like changing in your 20s, because people who have known me my whole life are like, you are also the exact same. It's mm-hmm. like, I don't know how I'm so wildly different, but I'm like the exact same at the same time. Yeah. You know, I'm like that for sure. I have always been really shy and like hid myself away a lot when I was younger. So my best friends who are close to me know me really well and they're like okay so you're just exactly like you are but now you just do it in front of a lot of different people Mm -hmm. because before it was only like I would be myself around my family and my really close friends and that's basically all the people that saw my personality because I was always really shy and then having a platform and like challenging myself to show up on the internet which is kind of a cop-out because you really just show up by yourself in your own house with with your camera or like with your iPhone or whatever but you're blasting it out to the internet which it gave me like such a weird confidence that that I always have with friends and family. But now I have it day to day, like with basically anybody through this job. Yeah, it's been so weird. So, I'm yeah, I'm still the same person. But like I act completely different because I do so I do myself in front of everyone rather than just like my teeny little audience. Yeah. That I had, you know, friends and family back home and stuff. It's almost like it was like practice in a weird mm-hmm. way. Mm hmm. It like gives you, I don't know. I just think even, I mean, I've had, I think about my five years in LA Mm -hmm. and I went through 
I was three or four different people. Yeah. Like completely different. Mm -hmm. And I used to like really not like that and be like, why does there have to be such drastic change? And I do think a lot of my like changing from extremes Mm -hmm. was like me unhealed and like trauma responses. Yeah. Because you're like, I don't like this one. So I'm going to do this one. now. Yeah. Or like I I would date guys who were like the completely opposite. Like when I'm like, I don't have a type besides like the loudest. That's just because that's like the common theme in my life and what I've liked. And I've dated complete opposites. Mm hmm. But I would go, it's like, I'm like on a ping pong ball. Like I'm like going back and forth. Yeah. Totally. I don't know. I'm like, I'm trying to find middle ground. That's you trying to find yourself though. And that's totally normal. There's a quote. I can't remember who said it because I saw it on Pinterest, but I have it saved on my Pinterest. It's like one of my favorites. And it says basically like, how many people do you have to be until you can become yourself? Yeah. And I put it, I actually posted on Instagram somewhat recently because I've always, that quote always stuck with me, especially through my late teens and early twenties. And to now, into my late 20s, I think it's finally resonated a lot now because I'm becoming myself and I feel very, I don't know everything about myself, but like I I know a lot now at this point and I am more than I did before. And I really have become so many people, but that put it in perspective for me that that's normal. Like yeah. people just do that. You experiment, you try to figure out, you see other people doing stuff. You're like, maybe this is who I am. Maybe this is who I am. And like you do have to try on different hats to figure out who you are sometimes and then once you try on all the hats you realize I don't really need to fit myself into this character or this hat like there's I'm unique and I'm me and I'm gonna have all these other different things that are happening it's not necessarily it becomes not like putting a hat on anymore it's just like you have to just create yourself yeah <laughs> in a sense if that makes sense that just reminded me of a quote that I thought of earlier in the episode but mm-hmm. I forgot to say and I'm gonna butcher it yeah. but the idea was true success is like an open calendar Mm-hmm. or a free calendar yeah, and yeah. not having your calendar like run you like you mm-hmm. should have time open in the day yeah so it's interesting when I act, I believe that mm-hmm. but then your it, fear and your anxiety tells you you need to have a full calendar yeah, yeah. and then it like goes you know it's yeah. like, back and forth constantly but mm-hmm. again I think it's just maybe I am just like working on moderation I'm so I'm like that too I get it because anxiety fuels anxiety will make you go flip-flop back and forth yeah. to extremes because you're an intense person. I've been an intense person my whole life. And slowing down and being patient, that's what I'm working on this year is just patience and letting the, for lack of a better you know, phrase, letting the universe kind of guide me in a sense rather than trying to force things all the time exactly how I want them, like letting life surprise me. And I've never really let opened room or had room open for life to surprise me because I've controlled every second of every day. And the more that I relax and kind of just like let go of control sometimes, especially when you're in a place that you know you can, you're can, you going to pay your bills. You know you don't need to like, hustling is good and you, everyone needs to hustle to you know the extent that makes them comfortable to allow you to afford your lifestyle. But when you reach a certain point where you don't need to live in fear like that all the time, which was hard for me to learn because you know when I first started this job, I was living paycheck to paycheck and it made me like seeing nothing in my bank account made me nervous and it made me have a really bad relationship with my bank account for a really long time but at this point in my life I make sure that I I force myself to check it I look at it I'm like you're gonna be okay if you don't do this today or if you don't do that today like or you can say no to this if you want to just to challenge myself to slow down and allow open space where I'm not controlling because there's so much that could happen, like so many cool, amazing things that can happen when you're not trying to actively control every moment of every day. You know what I mean? 
Yes. I was talking about this actually with Ryan last night. I'm mm-hmm. like, it's interesting because the things that, like, I would can confidently say at this point in my time, I am living like my dream life. Mm-hmm. I have my dream career. I have the best people around me. I'm very happy. I have a great relationship with myself. But if you would have told me at like 22 mm-hmm. that this would be my life now, I wouldn't have wanted that. Like I wouldn't have been like, that's what I want. Or like even 17 to 22. It's like, yeah. now I'm trying to like, like drill into my head the thought of like, maybe I actually don't know what I want and it's okay. Mm-hmm. And that can translate into so many different aspects. But it's like, I'm not, I don't know everything, you know? Yeah. So it's like, even if I feel like I do have a better relationship, I do know myself better now than I did prior. Mm-hmm. You, I'm just trying to like almost like live life with an open hand. Yeah. Because I don't know what actually will end up being the best. And oftentimes the things that I didn't even realize I wanted are the things that make me the happiest. Yes. And like have fulfilled me the most. Or like even certain friendships, it's a really good example of people that I would have never even thought that we would have like clicked or connected mm-hmm. are like my best friends in the world. Yeah. And so I just try to live like more open, big picture. I mm-hmm. struggle more with like controlling the smaller things I think which end up making the big things Mm -hmm. but the like big picture idea also it's helpful that like we're in digital and digital is changing all the time so like yeah yeah, five-year plan good luck like you don't know what it's going to be in five years yeah yeah things like will probably the thing that will be the biggest thing in five years probably doesn't exist right now yeah so I think that helps me because I don't have a choice yeah I think it's good to have an like a a loose I mean if you would ask me five years ago I'd be like this is exactly what's happening. Here's my 10 year plan. Like this is what's like, cause everyone says you need these plans. Right. And now I'm like, listen, there are certain things that I want. I don't know how they're going to happen. We're going to have to see cause I can't control everything. And I feel like I've just loosened my grip on like a very specific vision because again, like you said, the vision I had for myself five years ago is honestly smaller than what I know now to exist. Yeah. And if had I held on to that, I feel like my life would be much smaller I and mean, I wouldn't have, done some of the cool stuff that I've done because I hadn't planned like I I just was planning from what I already knew and because you don't know anything or don't even really know a lot none of us do you kind of start kind of pigeonholing yourself and putting yourself in a position where you're not able to grow because you're trying to control everything around you so much and you're not putting yourself in an environment full of things that can surprise you or teach you something because you're trying to like fit yourself in a certain mold you know and you're just shrinking yourself like Mm -hmm. day by day even I think that most obvious for me in like my past couple of years of things that I thought I really wanted, there's certain friendships that I no longer have. Mm-hmm. Thank God, because yeah. I would be a different person. I wouldn't be where I'm at. I would have allowed a lot of the stuff to like rub off on me. Relationships that like, thank God we broke up. Yeah. Multiple, not just one. Mm-hmm. That it's like, I'm so much better off. But at the time I was like so sad on wanting that. So anytime I'm like stressing out about things or thinking like really holding on to something too tightly. Mm-hmm. I always think about there's like two relationships and like one friendship that I'll go back to and think like, thank God that's not happening. Happening. But what's so interesting is like anxiety. And I've talked about this a lot on my podcast. I talk about this in my normal life with my friends. Your anxiety can feel like in those moments when you're going through those those things, it can feel like it's the end of the world because you're your anxiety sparks like fear, you know what I mean? Of like the unknown and you know, this person, you're attached to this person. Like it's, it is very anxiety inducing and your anxiety feels really real. Like it can feel like your gut intuition, you know what I mean? And it's not, you have to be able to realize like when life is steering you a certain way and it's going to maybe 
yes, you realize that you're having anxiety about this and you're having anxiety about the future. And instead of trying to control it or or hold on or change it, you just like notice it's anxiety. Notice that anxiety is formulated in your head. <laughs> it's not real. And just let life show you what happens next. And that's my biggest thing right now is I'm like, hey, what is what happens next? Because every time I let go, I think something more amazing happens yeah. in my life. But it just takes getting over the fear of like, all right, like let go and like, let's see. Let's see what goes on. Yeah, you have to get through the initial bump of like not mm -hmm. trying to go back to yeah. your old life, whatever that whatever that is. Well, because there's also that the quote that says like your your new life is going to cost you your old one. Yeah. You have to, if you want to level up in certain ways, I, I've just learned like, you know, you might lose friends, you might lose a career you might lose you know whatever it is that you're losing um that can be very transformative in a sense you know but you have to just figure out again like who are you connecting with and who do you want around you for your new life and if someone's leaving your life maybe they don't leave forever they maybe, maybe they just leave for a little bit but you have to be able to discern am i going to hold on to this because let's say the friendship thing am i going to hold on to this because this is one of my best friends and i really care like if one of my best friends from college tried to leave my life i'd be like fuck no <laughs> yeah I'd be like, we, nice try. it's been like 10 years yeah. we're not doing this and to me that would be worth obviously fighting for but that's or is it something that you're trying to fight for and hold on to because you're anxious and you just you've known this person you created an attachment like you know yeah i used to have that thought in my head all the time like is this mm -hmm. anxiety or is it my intuition mm -hmm. and now when i have that i feel like i can differentiated a lot better because a lot of my emotional turbulence has settled and gotten mm -hmm. better but also I always just think like when you're acting out of anxiety you're acting out of fear and ego and ego yeah. yes so I'm like it what are my like intentions behind this mm -hmm. thought or if I was gonna like make this move or am I you know like yeah. whatever it is that's how I try to but even that I still am like sometimes I don't fucking know like I'm like yeah. I it's, it really well, is tricky. Anxiety does control so many decisions too. I mean, this, this controls like if I'm stopping at the red light or if I'm just, yeah. you don't have time to be like, okay, am I, am I, is it my intuition? Like, you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like, but big things. Yeah. I feel like they take a second look, uh, you know, at that's something that I have not mastered that art yet, but it's something that I've definitely noticed in my life and the lives of people that I care about, like how debilitating anxiety can be and how much it could feel like a gut instinct. Yeah. Because it is fear. I mean, that's like built in us for a reason because we used to like live in the wild yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean yeah, yeah, yeah. so that's it's it's built in for a reason but it's just now we don't really have as much use for it in terms of like running away from a bear you know yeah, the bears are not running hopefully after us, hopefully yeah. <laughs> hopefully that's where you're at yeah okay well this has been a great episode yeah I loved it thanks for having all right well, I'm saying thanks for having you thanks for coming on <laughs> thank you for having um, me where can they find you you can find me on social media everywhere at Peyton Sarton that's p-a-y-t-o-n s-a-r-t-a-i-n looks like Sartain it's pronounced Sartan. So that's Instagram and TikTok. And then I have a podcast called Note to Self by Peyton Sartan. It's also a Dear Media podcast. And I'll have to have you on soon whenever you're back. If you're ever going to be back. Honestly, <laughs> it's like up in the air at this you're like, point. I'm like, it's like, yeah, I really try to yeah. try my best. I need to actually go to Dallas because I have that storage unit and I need to get my stuff out of it. So yeah. maybe I'll be back. On, See you soon. Yeah. Thank you. Of course. Thank you. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. I love y'all so much and I will talk to you next Thursday. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.